0: This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Mbele.
1: A very good evening to everyone and welcome to tonight's episode of Beyond Governance. Uh, My name is Nimrod Mbele and I'm delighted to be in your company um, as always, uh, despite the chilly weather. Um, the show seeks to unravel a very complex issues, and tonight is not an exception. In terms of getting, um, you know, us unders- a great understanding of what are some of the typical corporate governance challenges, um, you know, tonight to we'll look them, we we'll look, we'll look at them through the prism of, um, you know, expert, uh, uh, Before I get to that, let me just perhaps maybe acknowledge uh, my predecessors, Kathy Kayla. Uh, for standing with Vusi, Lindy, uh, Zanati, as well as Mandy, Pakin. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for doing a selling work. And uh, I hope uh, listeners have been thoroughly entertained. Uh, they will be back tonight on your radio. Be sure to give them your audience, uh, as always. Um, having to say that, um, you know, moving forward, what might be useful... Uh, is that, um, you know, go to our website, uh, www.chai.sio.za, look at, um, the, 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 the podcast and download your previous, uh, podcast and, and tell me what you think. It's always useful to reflect on a previous conversation because you add value in terms of us, you're giving us feedback. And, and, and should I employ you? To give us your thoughts on tonight's um, show. The SMS line is 3451995, and of course, our WhatsApp line is zero six one eight nine five one zero nine. And uh, those who want to drop me an email, I, I promise to return emails, and I do. I've been a diligent boy, uh, I'm told. Um, my email address is nimrod at And tonight I'm not flying solo, I'm with Tabo, who has become a, a pillar of strength for the show. Uh, Tabo, good evening, and welcome. Good evening, Doug. Thank you very much. Tonight, uh, I have interesting colleagues that I've invited. Um, both of them are you know, experts in their own right, and I've learned so much from them. One of them is, is Linda De Beers, um, you know, a professor, a charter, a charter director, and a chartered accountant. Um, I mean the list goes on and on, and on but when she gets when, when, when she's given an opportunity she'll give us a sense exactly who Linda De Beer is for those who may know him um, and and of course um, he's joined and stood by uh, a, a I think a regular uh, commentator on the show, um, Mr. Mzolis Commander from the Commander uh, Advisory Services. Colleagues, good evening and welcome to Beyond Governance.
0: Good evening. good
1: evening. Thank you very much for bracing the weather and coming through. Um, Linda, without uh, any waste of time, um, you know, before we went to the show, I, I, you know, put to you that, you know, you've played such an instrumental role in guiding the conversation tonight. Uh, And and based on article that you have written was entitled the good, the bad and the ugly uh, of of corporate governance. And and for the listeners who may want to see the article. um, and, And firstly, what inspired you to write that article?
0: Nimrat, it's actually not all that um, interesting. I was in—I was doing some work in Windhoek in Namibia. I've been doing some corporate governance work there. And they've asked me, the Namibian um, Chartered Accountant Body, ICANN, and the Institute of Corporate Governance asked me if I would talk to people. They wanted to invite people to a cocktail function on a Friday night. And I just thought, you know, these poor people, I go to movies on a Friday night and you make me talk about governance. Um and, and I've also learned that if you make it very complex then people are not all that interested and I thought well let me use a, a movie an, a analogy, one of my father's favorite movies was The Good, The Bad and The Ugly um, I'm not a big country, a western western movie fan, it's a bit before my time, but I am a big Batman fan, so I decided let me see if I can draw an analogy between companies and their governance versus Batman and in Batman there are different characters, obviously the good being Batman, but then there's also the character um, Two-Face that actually went from being good, the public prosecutor going after the bad guys and he turned bad because of things that happened to him, because of greed and, and things like that and then they are very clear people that just and companies in this case, they just start off bad and they just transparently um, not wanting to do the right thing and chasing Absolute profits for the sake of it and, and that you get in Batman as well In the form of the Joker So I thought if I can draw an analogy And maybe in simple terms Explain to people that in a way You can almost categorize companies like that And decide who you are And decide who you want to be Because you often get swept away By the tide of what's happening out there By the moral compass of society And of corporates
1: Thank you very much for that kind of background, which which sets the scene for tonight's conversation. And and what is very clear is that indeed, in companies, you find those that are good and those that are bad, and those are hopelessly ugly. And 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 um, and, and, and perhaps maybe I want to bring in Ms. Um, here um, in terms of the article. I'm, I'm I'm obviously you have read article. What was your initial impression of the article uh, written by Linda? as um
2: as, as, as I was going through the article, um, I just one of the things that I like or well, on the bed was uh, something that's very actually very important. Uh, and that is um it is important that we don't write our governance rules and practices in a in a way that a single person has undue power, irrespective of how good, ethical, honest and that person is. And that that's that, that's a very good Way of of, of, of starting this, I think this, this discussion because uh, it just sort of sets our own tone as it were right at the beginning, because we you have had instances in the past where companies operate and run ar- you know around individuals. And that's a very dangerous thing to, to actually do. That's one of the things that I picked up.
1: Talking of individual, I just want to bring you, talking of individual, using the same uh, frame of reference, I mean, we have known that the likes of Stanoff, the love of Oak Bay, Tiger Brands, const- construction companies. Where would, in your view, these companies fit and why? It's a,
0: it's a difficult one because obviously... You know, people don't always Or companies don't always operate in the same place But in many of those examples of yours Those were really good companies and really successful companies that made a lot of money for people, that created a lot of value, not just in the short term, but for people that worked for them and through their products and so on. But we actually get tested in our weakest moments. And, And unfortunately, if you look at some of those companies, how they dealt with the crisis and how they chose to say, We don't have a legal liability or we don't have a responsibility or we've done everything and it wasn't us. It, um, that is the test that, that they sometimes fail where they move over from actually being good to just choosing to do the wrong thing. And, and we do get lots of choices. It's tough. It's not easy. Often an ethical dilemma and I've sit on boards. It's my, mostly my day job often the ethical dilemma is not choosing between right or wrong it's choosing between the the best of the two evils for a company which one do you choose because on both sides you have a fallout and and i think you choose to be good or to stay good if you choose to be transparent and you choose to be honest and irrespective of what happens bear the consequences but if you try to hide and say well it wasn't us and this is what went wrong that's never useful people look through that
1: absolutely because I mean the experience to date in all the companies mentioned is that every given opportunity to uh, provide an account to the public as to what went wrong. Uh, most executives, um, they start on on a defence mode. You know, it wasn't us. I mean, when, for an example, when you look at the Tiger Brands um, incident, um, which would led to unfortunate death, and and it's so unfortunate that executives, um, you know, were were. I don't know. Perhaps maybe they, this is how they are briefed. Uh, you know, um, say look, let's let's prolong this thing as long as possible, but when they are caught out. And becomes uh, a, such an untenable situation from a public trust point of view, because most of these companies are there, um, earlier on you said um, they 've done good work in the past and and sustained support on the side of the public was on a piece of trust and and Once this thing happens, they break that kind of trust, and which makes it very difficult for them to come back mm. and reclaim that kind of trust uh, uh, which 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 begs the next question um, for me is is South Africa as a country has been hailed as a thought leader or trailblazer around corporate governance ethos. Um, you know, which companies do you think still have that? Uh, um, the, 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 the prevailing scenario is that very few. I could be completely cor- incorrect. Uh, 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 but wh- what's your take?
0: I think there are lots of companies that do the right thing. I think we often don't even know about them. There are lots of companies that really deeply care for the communities in which they operate. They don't do it to window dress. They do it because they honestly believe in it. I think there are lots of companies that deeply care about their workforce. Often they're the smaller ones that are under the radar. Um, Often they don't have those massive profits that shoot out the lights and share prices that perform in a way that we want to see in the short term, but they consistently do good work and they consistently make small little right choices. And, and we we sort of don't know about them because we just hear about the big ticket items and we hear about the big things that go wrong. But if you talk to people in different companies that they work in, some of them are very loyal to their companies and loyal to their bosses and loyal to what the company stands for. I think if you have a, a long-term sustainable motive as a company, in the long run, you will prevail. And there's been lots of research on that, that companies that are all not just seem to have good governance but really deeply have the right value systems. You spoke about culture and values and that really aspire to those things, those four governance outcomes that we talk about in, in King Four, those are the ones that hopefully will sustain it in the long term.
1: Talking of sustainability, I mean the picture that is emerging in my mind is the fact that um in you know, a smaller uh, small to medium companies are relatively uh, progressive because of their size. I think the rot is more pronounced uh, in the big organization. Uh, would 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 you share that sentiment, job Yes, I would. Um, what what I what
2: I found interesting though um, was that I came across uh, what is the what is called most reputable companies in South Africa. Uh, I don't have the latest numbers. Uh, but uh, this is for 2016, 2016, where Clover it was top on the list. Uh, it, it's basically top 10 that I've got here. Um, and apparently over time, uh, they actually factor in governance uh, in, into, 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 into this most reputable company um, competition, you know. Uh, it, it's something that I, I thought was, it was was quite useful and and as as you say, it's not the the companies that will come to mind when you talk about governance, because the tendency, I suppose, has always been that when you talk, you talk about corporate governance, uh, we always talk about the bad guys, uh, but in the process, we neglect to talk about the good guys. It, it's a pity that I don't have the the information for twenty seventeen, uh, you know, or before twenty sixteen, that that would have shown a trend uh you know how these companies that are you know the this that, that of course for twenty sixteen would, would would square up with with the other years. Uh, so it, it, in a nutshell I think you know I am I'm, I'm agreeing with you because these are the companies for instance Sunlam these are huge companies. But it's not companies that you associate with that come to mind when you talk about corporate governance. But I just wanted to go back to the, the good and the bad and ugly that that you the question that you asked. You know, tiger brands um, ha, in the last 11 years, has been involved in five scandals, five scandals, and the last 11 years only. Now, surely that does go squarely to the ugly at the column, but in, 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 in my in my books, uh, standoff for me, certainly in, in, in that ugly uh box, construction companies, you know, one thing that that. Not, not too many people talk about when, when we talk about construction companies is that the 20 the, the, the soccer world cup corruption scandal Okurushi, was actually not the first uh, there was something um, that they actually did in 2016 that relates to Sandra uh, you know, and by the way the cost of the 2014 uh, the, the, the football world cup scandal was about 14 billion and that ultimately is paid by the taxpayer.
1: But but here's the thing that that I I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm glad you raised that 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 point um, uh, issue um, the the extent to which a malpractice um, uh, clear broad daylight robbery corruption and collusion um, in the private sector. What I want to know because the taxpayers obviously foot the bill, but I think. The, the, the implications are far greater than that. When you look at how emerging small businesses were 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 robbed of their fortunes, and if we agree that small businesses are the future in terms of employment creation, um, that forty billion rands or whatever that the amount is, it's nothing compared to how much small men has lost. And and what accounts for that? You know, what would you say are the fundamental reasons that, that accounts for that cause of impunity.
0: I think there are a couple of things and, and I don't think small business is just the future. I think in most in most economies, even very sophisticated economies, small business is really the backbone. That's the job creator. But it's also they also take their cue from big business. So I think there are a couple of unfortunate things that have gone wrong in this country because that moral fiber that deteriorated over time you know that lack of business ethics and and so on it it becomes a cancer and we've seen a lot of that now yeah. if we look at how some of the all of these issues over the last year or 18 months or so or even the last six months how it's unfolded it the the rot, as you said, the corruption is so deep rooted and unless we can change it around and we're starting to see some of that where people just say this is enough, we don't want to stand for this and we want to clean things out. I think that is the starting point. For me that that um corporate governance outcome in King Four around ethical culture in a business is so important because business things you run well and you well governed if you make money um, and if you money at it in a triple context, you know, you look off the environment and people and society and if you've got good controls and you you comply with the law, that's only half of it. You cannot sustain that if you don't have an ethical culture and you cannot sustain that if you don't have the trust or, of your community, the trust of your stakeholders. So that, le- that legitimacy, that social license to operate is, is really important. And, and I think it's important for any company, big or small business, to to take care of that because if you lose your trust in your if your stakeholders, your customers, your clients lose trust in your your employees, you won't sustain it. So I think the focus point should be let's work as companies, as directors, as executives, on not just focusing on performance and not breaking the law. We have to go beyond that and really create that culture where we do things for the right reasons, and we we savor our relationships and our trust and our legitimacy.
1: I think. I think you know the, the operative word for me, uh, Linda, is legitimacy um, as part of the turnaround uh, strategy, if you like. Because um, you know most companies, because are bottom line driven, they resort to unlawful means, and in the process uh, become illegitimate. Um, but what's a legal recourse? Because part of the change uh, in, in in this um, you know, environment is to create precedent in that those who were found wanting have um, been held to account. But unfortunately, we don't have we don't seem to have that image that suggests that um, those that were found wanting. Um, have been penalized and they've been held to account because that is the only way in which you know the cancer that you referred to could be could 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 be stopped so 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 from a legal recourse point of view, what can be done differently perhaps maybe uh, i'm not aware of any major incident because we hear more and more of these incidents, but you don 't get to hear how they have been resolved other than just courts.
0: And I think that is important. It's a it's a double edged sword. So I I do think we are unfortunately in this country have a long history of not really taking action against real perpetrators, against the crooks. You know that that steal money. In horrible ways, and we've seen many examples from investors from pension funds and make people lose their jobs. Um, And we have very good legislation in South Africa, and there are very strong mechanisms in our legislation. But I sometimes think we lack the legal will, the regulators, whether it's because of funding and capacity or. Slow legal processes or whatever the case might be, you don't often see that there's quick enough and strict enough and appropriate action against wrongdoers, whether it's directors or auditors or um, people found dishonest because of fraud and corruption and so on. I've been involved in an instance where we had to remove a CEO and we reported the case in terms of law to the hawks because there was a legal requirement in that instance. And we never ever as a board even received a phone call to check what is this? We are handed over all the documents. Nothing ever came of it. So I think the those processes unfortunately fail us, even though they build on very strong legal support to execute. So I think that is really important um, that those corrections must be made. The other important aspect as well. And I think that's where we are in society with um, mm-hmm. social media and information that's available. You do find that people get found guilty now and get justice sometimes unfairly because of the process and because of information out there, which means that the media and journalists have a very important role to play in in putting positions through in a responsible and in a fair manner because you unfortunately see that sometimes you know very unfairly people actually lose their jobs we even saw that with whistleblowers Mm. that wanted to do the right thing but it's just they're just being penalized so it's a you you need lots and lots of little fibers to weave this carpet that's strong enough to make it work
1: on that note let's take a break we'll come back in a second
0: The Hatfield Motor Group is offering you an excellent deal. The new Polo Comfortline manual at the same price as the Polo Trendline manual. This beauty comes standard with front fog lights, electric windows, alloy wheels, color-coded door handles, multifunction steering, daytime running lights, and smash and grab. Saving you a massive 30,000 Rand. And potholes? No problem. Because we've also thrown in a tire warranty. Exclusive to Hatfield VW dealers and subject to T's and C's. See all our extended offers at HatfieldVW.co.za and HatfieldGroup.co.za. Rated number one in Service. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Belly.
1: Welcome back. It is now 25 to 7. It's amazing how time flies, especially when you're having interesting conversation in studio. studio. Um, tonight, um, I'm joined by Linda De Beers, as well as Mzolisi Mkumanda from Kuman Associ- Kumanda uh, Adversary service. I beg your pardon. Before we into the break, the question that we're you know, deliberating on was the legal recourse which uh, is out there to... to, to Actually, halt this 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 cancer, uh, which we 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 you know we, that is so pervasive in in, in corporate. In that, um, you know, the the laws are there, but we don't seem to have sufficient willpower or legal power to follow them through. Which, unfortunately, create an impression to the public that if you've got money, you can get away with it. But uh, I'm I'm I mean I mean during the break. We sort of come to an agreement, or some level of consensus, that some inroads were made insofar as as, as really harmonising some of these things, uh, which means we are likely to succeed. But what will it take um, for for us as a country to begin to use the pockets of excellence within law that, to massify this, this 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 impression that indeed uh, you know uh, corporate um, you know scandals are being attended to in a manner that they should?
0: I think it's important, uh, as I said in the break as well, a lot of people must just do their job and must just do their job well, whether it is in the first instance that we as executives and directors do what we were supposed to and act on instances where there are problems. And then when it goes into a legal process, you rely on the justice system and you rely on the Courts, and you rely on all of those processes we 've got very good legislation yeah. and we 've got very good mechanisms in our in our law and we 've got very good King is seen to be one of the best corporate governance codes in the world, and we 've been recognized for that, but we must just Honestly, apply the principles and measure ourselves against the outcomes, and not by lip service. You know, it's very easy to tick boxes, but it means nothing. We're kidding ourselves if we just do it honestly and well. Yes, things will go wrong, but hopefully not as fundamentally as we've seen in the past. so.
1: but but the, the, for for things to move uh, in a correct fashion, using King, uh, amongst others, is us understanding the power relations. Uh, because in most instances, the rot happens because of the power dynamics, and I'm sure one of the listeners is probably finding himself or herself in that kind of quagmire, wherein um, you know you have a very strong views about what is seen to be unethical, but because of your relative position in the board, relative position at that exco, you, you you can't take it through. What would be the advice for somebody who is sitting in that kind of, uh, you know, uh, environment um, uh, and, and wanting to do the right thing, you know, uh, uh, but unfortunately, because of the power dynamics within and the kind of support um, that is needed, because without support, um, you, you are bust.
0: Uh, yeah, that's true. And, and you made the comment earlier on yeah. about power as well. And it, as soon as power rests or there's unfettered power in a single person or a single group, it's really dangerous. I would like to challenge people, and I've been in a couple of difficult situations in my career, but I would really like to challenge people to be the one that stick your neck out. Firstly, don't ever get, try not to get yourself in a position where you can't walk away. Mm-hmm. You, it is hard, you know, for any as a non-executive, director, executive, um, to walk away from a job, to walk away from a position that's got implications. I try in the way in which I set up my directorships and other work that, to be in a position that I can walk away from a single one, even though it will leave a, a dent, you know, in your finances. You should... Because the price that you pay to hang it out because you can't afford not to get the fee is a very, very expensive price. And, and I found that most people want to do the right stuff. And I've been in situations where I said, listen, I really don't agree with this. I really think it's wrong. I'm not comfortable. Can't we at least just get an opinion, whether it's a legal opinion or whatever it is on it. And you'll be surprised if you stick your neck out, how quickly there's somebody that will stand by you to say, but by the way, I'm also not comfortable. I don't, I also don't agree with you. And it just takes somebody to be willing to be courageous and take the first step. If you see that there's no chance of you influencing it, then I think that's the time to walk away. You can't be in a situation. Why are you there if, you're not, if you can't influence it for the better? But in my experience, there's mostly somebody else that says that's how I feel too.
1: So what, what's your take? I mean, have you been uh, in that situation where... Um, you 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 really feel very strongly about certain decisions, which you think they are unethical. Um, for example, fronting, um, you know, as an example. Um, but how would you? Uh, what what sort of advice would you give to somebody who is setting that, and knowing that some of these things will come out in future, you know, because um, we, we we often forget that, you know, there's paper trail in these things. Um, in no time, it's going to come out, and and you, 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 you regret that. Had I took that chance, had I stuck my neck out, I would have been a better off person. But, but we don't get to see the bigger picture. But how would you come out of that quagmire?
2: I I agree with Linda. I've been in in a situation like that um, as we spoke before before the start of the show. The company shall remain nameless, uh, but. You know, you, you you find yourself in a very difficult situation where you need to make a call. Uh, and the call that you must always make, as you said, Lin, the call that must always make is a call that is ethical. The call that you can defend at any time. If you get to a point where you actually can't get out of, out of that situation, uh, you know, you can't keep doing the right thing all the time becoming more and more difficult, then I think you must leave. Because if 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 you don't, you actually find yourself in a in, in situation where you, you end up uh, being tainted by that which is happening around you. You know it, it's actually also important to 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 stress that it is it, it is the tune that needs to be set at the top uh, in the sense that if you See people around you, as as we we spoke during the break. See people around you who do the right things, the executives. And all that they do is to resign, and the company pays the fines. The shoulders ultimately suffer in, in the process. If you see doing that, if you see that around you, it is very difficult to stand the ground, your ethical ground. But I think not standing that, you might just need to stand the ground. Hard as it is, I mean, there's no question that it it is difficult, but it's something that you have to do.
0: Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think there's another very important angle as well, and that is as executives or directors, our duty is towards the company. We have to do what's in the best interest of the company. And yes, sometimes we have different views on what that is. But you also, unfortunately, sometimes see people that are so scared of getting into trouble, and that they all that they almost don't want to that you get boards so that don't want to make decisions and they delay decisions and and make it very hard for executives to execute decisions and your job is not to protect your own legal liability your job is to do what's best for the company and in doing what's best for the company you also protect your reputation and yeah. it means sometimes that when you write in the middle of it. it People will look at it and say, what are you doing? That's not the right thing. But you have to stand your ground, Absolutely. as you said, in yes. what you believe is the appropriate thing for the company collectively, um, which is a, it's a tough call. Now,
1: we do then say there's a positive correlation between impunity and entitlement because some of these issues, um, how they've been sustained, um, begins to uh, begin to ask bigger questions. Because I mean, for an example, you alluded to 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 brands yeah. at some point within a space of eleven years. Um, I mean, I know there was a bread uh, the bread scandal at some point. They had to cover money, and it's one of them. So, 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 would you say there's that impunity, you know, um, and entitlement that listen, we will do what you do. Part of our plan, perhaps, maybe let's just put, you know, uh, contingency funds. We know that we're gonna be fine, but but you know, the fine is gonna be less than the, the margins that we're looking for, but. That surely begins to speak to impunity And entitlement No, no uh, of course um, Sorry, No of course Because what
2: what you do What, what happens in, in one company Take tucker price for instance What happens there Sends a message to other executives What happens with the construction companies For instance where they get away with With, with a fine and, and some executives Resigning Says to me in a, in a corner With the you 're running at another company said if what is the worst case scenario if we get into in, into collusion arrangement with company B, what is the worst case scenario worst case scenario is that all that that will happen is I and other executives will resign, the company will suffer you know, losses in, in in the form of penalties, and life goes on until we change that mindset. I think something happens and I'm, you alluded to that Linda, Um where you, you, know, you spoke about law enforcement agencies that started having to do their, their job properly. We, we, this will continue. And inevitably, you will have that impunity, the impunity that you talk about, this culture of impunity will continue because there's nothing that says stop.
1: Is there is there is there a, a rainbow at the of the?
0: Yeah, I think for me, <laughs> and I absolutely agree with you. I think it's a very strange combination of. It's all about behaviour in a way. It's a strange combination of power arrogance risk-taking and and you can build in and we're starting to see investors push for that which are good governance practices um, build in mechanisms to break that build up of power um, where you want to make sure that people don't get in their position so powerful and companies get so powerful that they do in a way almost think they're above the law. Um, somebody explained it to me a very, in a very interesting fashion recently to say that you often find executives and you want those big Personalities. Let me just add that. They're the ones that mm, – they're the rainmakers. No, they're the crowd pullers. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Mm. But you have to rein them in as well by making sure that they don't have absolute power. So you want your uh, executives get comfortable in their position and they take on risk and they're successful. And they take on more risk and they're successful. And as you say, yeah. nothing can really go wrong or no big things go wrong. But if you have appropriate mechanisms – to make sure that you challenge them And question And don't let the power vest In a single person's decision making It's a counter for that So you can still get the best Out of those strong personalities That are really good for your business But counter them I get very nervous When you have these strong personalities That are also very arrogant mm-hmm. I know a couple of really big business people But they they listen and they know how to be humble, and they know how to bow down sometimes to the view of the, their board that's different to their view. They might not be happy with it, but as soon as you get that combination of really strong, powerful, intelligent people, but also very arrogant, then it becomes an uncomfortable and dangerous place. But
2: isn't that a red flag right there, though? Mm. Uh, the question that I have is, Aren't we learning from the mistakes of the past? Here, I'm talking about Steinoff and Enron. We, we had a discussion with this discussion uh, in, the, in the past. It, it strikes, the reason I'm thinking about Enron and Steinoff is because it's talking about powerful individuals uh, who become law unto themselves. What you see with Steinoff's C- CEO and the chairman is exactly the same thing that you saw at Enron exactly the same thing and both companies went the same way now the andron happened in 2001 if i'm not mistaken yeah now 16 years later you have steinoff do you learn from these and these red flags and when i say red flags red flags to your asset managers to your audit- auditors you know what I mean? Mm. People who should be on the lookout for particular behaviors in certain companies, given those companies' profiles
1: but at I, board I, I, and I, I, CE level. But, but I, th- I still think it comes back to failure of the system to mm. hold these constituencies accountable. Absolutely. Because Absolutely. if you have had a very good track record, uh, we would have probably eliminated most of these kinds of repetitions. Yes. Because some companies are repetitive offenders, you know, because, I mean, you know, what's, what you going to do? What's going to do? You know, you, give me a fine and move on. Mm. But I think the bigger question is, is, is the understanding of companies around the macroeconomic policies. For an example, let's look at the NDP. NDP is a very useful document that, Guide how the company can, you know, grow the color, the fortunes by up to six to seven percent. Um, but the the kinds of colossal of corporate governance failures undermines that. The question for me is: Is there a an appreciation within the, you know, uh, leadership, SAE, for an example, or boosters of this world in in in, in emphasizing that understanding? That if we are doing, you know, business in this kind of fashion, we are literally undermining uh, the prospect of of uh, the economy growing at this rate, because um, you know uh, we, we, it's just a, a, a bad or wrong thing to do. Is there that kind of understanding at corporate level?
0: I think we're starting to get that understanding. I think for a very long time, unfortunately, in South Africa, we forgot that South Africa is also a company, South Africa Incorporated as a country. And we also have to fit into what's best for our Country, and therefore South, South Africa incorporated them and and sometimes I think companies just made money and did things for the sake of it, and could get away with colluding could get away with stealing indirectly from the taxpayer as you said and unfortunately we have we're now paying the price we're now seeing i saw an article yesterday i think about the impact of what happened with all of this corruption and the 100 billion or something was the number that i read that i think if you quote um, Robin Gordon, um, that it's costing South Africa. Now, we all understand if you put that into what is it costing every one of us as an individual, those are massive numbers. And I, unfortunately, we had to get that for and lose so much as a country before we start clawing back. And And I'm hoping that groupings like business leadership and BUSA and regulators and business people um, are, they are turning their minds to say we can't just focus on the short term. In the same way that you can't pollute the river and wonder what's going to happen in twenty years, you can't you can't steal from your country and wonder what's going to happen because it's the price will be paid.
1: But is there political will? Because some of these, it is one thing to to agree at the principal level, and say we can't do that. we can't do that. But ultimately, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. The political will is there? Political will is there? Legal uh, will to sustain some of these thought processes—that's a million-dollar question. The political will is
2: questionable. You—you you mentioned uh, the this concept of South Africa Inc. as, as a company. In the last nine years or so—and if this truth be told, last nine years have, have not inspired confidence uh, in this company called South Africa Inc. Therefore, you don't expect the stakeholders um, in this, uh, these companies, stakeholders to have confidence, confidence translating into putting money uh, in this investment in this, in in this, in this company called Sarafka Inc. That hasn't happened in the, in the last nine years or so. Uh, Let's let's just be honest about this. So uh, part of, part of, part of the answer to your question, uh, you know, relates to, you just talked to that. Unless we also, in 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 in, the, in government side of things, if if we start doing the right things, those right things will translate in, into confidence uh, from our own South African companies, mm-hmm. as well as as well as uh, foreign investors. Until we until that happens, it, 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 it will be a struggle. To, to, to be honest, it would really be a struggle There's like a growth.
0: lot of lot of trust That we have to regain I Absolutely. agree with you And a lot of relationships that we have to build And It, it takes very quick Sometimes to, to bump it over And it takes a long time To rebuild it um, An executive once said to me That was trying to s- sort out A very complex and very messy And very unsuccessful business He said to me Every day we have to do a hundred little things right. And then we go back tomorrow and we have to do a hundred little things right. And and I think that's what the path that we are now in South Africa. We all have to do lots of little things right. And if we think there are silver bullets and big ticket items, maybe there one or two, but we all have to do lots of little things right and it's probably gonna take years to rebuild that trust. But we Don't want to slip. We need to keep on doing that. That's the only path.
1: I mean, we've got a great Bible, Um, King Code, for an example, the Constitution, Companies Act. This fabulous um, legal framework that uh, just need implementation. Um, And again, it comes back to one thing and one thing only: Um, sufficient will power side of government, you know, to prosecute uh, those who who are found wanting, because there's so much fruitless and wasteful expenditure that happens uh, in in the public sector, which Uh, Going back to your point, that creates an impression that, well, I mean, this um, um, SA Inc., um, it's a black hole. Uh, Nothing is going to come out of this. We might as well do our own little shenanigans on the corner, but until we have um, a, a, a greater appreciation of the economic impact, of our actions, um, then it will begin where we can really see some of the positive returns. I mean, this morning I was quite disturbed to hear um, the the fruitless and wasteful expenditure incurred by by Sasa, uh, close to uh, what about about a billion rent, billion, you yeah. know, wow. billion rent, mm-hmm. um, fruitless and and that money, had it been used properly, would not need money to pay the SAA. We will not need money to bail ESCOM. We will not need money to bail. I mean, so these are small things that, unfortunately, for us to create confidence and legitimacy on on the powers that be is to do the right thing, but most importantly, hold people to account.
0: I agree. Uh, Mervyn King taught me a very important lesson in, and he sp- he speaks of intellectual honesty or intellectual dishonesty. You know be at least be honest with yourself. What you're doing and why you're doing it don't window dress. Don't tick the boxes. You know we we start up start end up Believing our own lies, if we keep on lying. And I think if we can just not window dress and not front and not tick boxes, but be intellectually honest about what we're trying to do, eventually we'll, we'll get there, hopefully.
2: Absolutely. Can I ask Linda a, a question on King 4? By all means. The King 4 is outcome-based. Do you think King 4 will change... The attitudes of the companies and people who need to deal with um, corporate governance and, and their own companies. Given the fact that King Foy is outcome based. The previous uh, King codes, you know, were not. We're just sort of encouraging uh, yeah. tick box. Do you think um, people will 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 play ball with King Four, given the uh, that's outcome based?
0: I think if companies are honest with themselves and if they really want to achieve those outcomes, and even if you forget anything else in King, and you just remember the four outcomes, the of an ethical culture. Can we say we have an ethical culture in this company? Not because we have a code and a whistleblowing line, but if you go and speak to people on the ground, if you go and speak to our customers, if you see our trucks on the road and you ask people how our drivers do and how do they drive, are we ethical? Go and ask the real honest questions and go and ask where you're going to maybe find the answers that you don't like. Ethical culture, performance, value creation, Mm. not just about making money, but are we performing in society? Mm -hmm. Are we performing in the environment? Do we have the appropriate controls to manage and wrap our arms around the business? And do we have that trust, those good stakeholder relationships, um, the legitimacy in the sense of a social license to operate. We all think we do fabulous work, but what do we ask our customers? Do they trust us? Do they trust our product? Do they trust what comes out of us? If we're honest with ourselves, we will get to the right answer. It is, and I often say that this is like Healthy living you can't do it Once I can't go for a run today and now I'm fit I have to sort of Unfortunately do it every Day or two or very regularly And good governance is the Same you have to keep on Doing it
1: absolutely my
2: take Very quickly is King for is if if to be Done properly is going to Be a you require a serious Mind change Mindset Change in the mindset
1: Well I suppose Transformation as it, is, mm-hmm. as, it, as it were Because most of these Interventions are not done With the change management Philosophy in mind Because You, you may have a very good product But it takes a while mm. To onboard Your different stakeholders Over a period of time For them to fully understand And embrace uh, The kind of Change in Unfortunately we're going to Have to leave it there It has been an absolute pleasure Lena thank you very much For thank your time Thank
0: you for inviting me
1: So, Thank you very much For coming through Thank you Thank
0: you very much much.
1: And like again, uh, well, unfortunately, we're going to have to leave it there. Until we meet again. Have a good one.